What's poppin' everybody? Welcome back to a girl and her mother-in-law. Happy fucking Thursday. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> we should get input cricket sounds. <laughs> we need something. Can we we need to brainstorm. We should be like today, let's do a grateful. Happy fucking Thursday. Today, I'm grateful for, I just wrote my three gratefuls this morning. Let me think. My new sippy cup. Okay. I got a big 64 ounce sippy cup. Can I just tell you that I love this idea? <gasps> me too. Time? I just, you know what? I just came up with it Jesus. on the spot. And I just looked at the clock so and it was smart. 43 when you said that. Wow. Yep. Okay. So, wait. Yours says 43. Mine says 36. What? Oh, no. Unlike how long we've been recording. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not like the actual oh my time. God. <laughs> She's like, is that how you've been living your life? Like, Just like seven minutes behind? <laughs> that wasn't good math. It was. It was? <laughs> Go, Alyssa. <laughs> Somebody put me in college finally. It's amazing how that shit works sometimes. You're like, whoa, I shocked myself. I didn't even mean that. It was like a happy accident. <laughs> Um, okay, we love this. Okay. We do love this. That's a great way because it starts it on like a yeah. Okay, love it. What okay. are you grateful for today? I am grateful for. I am grateful for my coffee this morning. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, kind of helps with morning. my headache. Yeah, yeah. It gets me a little motivated. Love that. Um, but yeah, I'm grateful for my coffee. As oh, as, as little as it may seem, but I am grateful for it. Listen, when you write down your gratefuls every single day, coffee. It sometimes is. you have to make <laughs> up shit. It's yeah. like yes, I'm, 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 I'm grateful for toilet paper today. <laughs> yeah, or like I'll be like, Sam will be like, I'm grateful for my legs. Like, I mean, yeah. that's not a silly thing. That's no, a I, bad example. No, but, but I know what you mean. Like, it's it's it doesn't have to be as deep. Exactly. Right. It yeah. could be like what you're truly grateful for. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm grateful that he has legs. Yeah. You know, I'm grateful that mine work and yours yeah. work. But yeah. yeah, I'm grateful for my coffee today. Yeah. I needed and it. it's funny because sometimes we'll sit at the book like the other day and we'll be like, I'm not grateful for anything when you're having like a bad day. Like, I don't even want to write anything down. Like, you can't even think of anything. But that's the good days where you should be writing down your right. gratefuls and like get you out of that mindset, mm-hmm. you know, of like, oh, everything's going wrong. And it's like, chill and like think about what you're grateful for. You have a lot of great things in life. Absolutely. Okay. And you know what? To all our listeners, take that opportunity when we're mentioning ours. To Think you about yours. Mention, yeah, mention your, what you're grateful for today. I love that. So smart, Alyssa. Now what do we segue after that? <laughs> just today we're just jumping into emails. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I do want to ask you guys. I want to do an episode because I thought it would be funny. I got a, uh, an idea from another podcast. It's called What We Said, What She Said, What We Said, I think. Something like that. I don't know. I, I don't listen to the podcast, but somebody else I listened to was on their podcast. Anyways, long story short, after that long story, um, accidental texts. Like something you've sent to the wrong person, something somebody sent to you on accident. I know you guys are sitting here listening going, oh, shit, I've got a story. So please email it in to our email and tell us the time where you were like, oopsie, grandma, sorry, didn't mean to send you a picture of my boobs <laughs> or <laughs> oh my god they just texted me talking shit and they meant to send it to their friend mm. yeah like we want to know we want to hear let it out let it out it's okay we can heal <laughs> <laughs> maybe by letting it out you can heal right exactly. get it off your chest yeah yep 
Yes, exactly. So send it into our email, agamilpodcast at gmail.com. That's A-G-A-H-M-I-L podcast at gmail.com. You can also just go to our Instagram and hit the little contact email button and just email us right from your phone. So convenient. So convenient. No excuses. Exactly. So just please, right there. please send them in because I think that would be a hysterical episode and Jerry and I will think long and hard about the ones that I know we... I have one. Definitely, okay, perfect. But... So we'll share our accidental text stories as well. Okay. So fun. It was one I received, not ga- gave. But, okay. But yes. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> sounds good okay so send those in um today we're gonna do a good old-fashioned advice episode yes but first we have two um worst date um emails that had come in because that was a suggested we were going to do worst dates and i'm not doing it yeah so we just threw them in here and said let's read them they took the time to write them they deserve to be read yes so worst date Go ahead. Okay. The next one is like, this one's better for you. (laughs) Okay. I got you. (laughs) Okay. Worst date story. Hello, ladies. As a serial. Monogamous. Monogamous. Thank you. Uh, I have, I don't have many worst date stories, but everyone I tell the story to always gets a kick out of it. So I figured I would send it in. So it all became the summer after I graduated college and moved back to my hometown. I was freshly single and trying to hit the bars as much as possible, but the dating pool in my town is slim to none, so I wasn't having much luck in the rebound department. I was I was meeting my best friend out at an at um one night at a bar, and when I walked in, I was surprised to find the hottest man sitting at the table with her in a cowboy hat. I live in northeast I live on the northeast coast, so not s- not many of those in my area. I was intrigued to say the least. My friend introduces us and turns out this guy is her cousin who lives in Kansas but is here visiting for the weekend. Naturally, I pull out all the stops to flirt with this man and end up bringing him back to my parents' house that night. Not my best idea, but what could I say? I thought I found my future husband, you know? (laughs) We had a great night talking and not talking. He was so great with my parents and the next morning, he was so great with my parents the next morning and when I went to drive him home, he insisted I stop so he could put gas in my car for me. Okay, Southern gentleman. (laughs) Over the next couple of weeks after we went home, we FaceTimed every single night until all hours of the morning, shared so many deep conversations and emotional moments. I truly thought I'd found the one. I'm just realizing this is a worst date story. I'm like thinking this is a love story. I'm like so excited for her. I know, where's the plot twist? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I thought I found... I truly thought I found the one. He was also recently single, so that was kind of a red flag for me. But I was head over heels, so you know what they say about those rose-colored glasses. We decided to both fly to meet up in Nashville because I had never been, and this man was a wannabe cowboy, (laughs) so it seemed fitting. Now he's a wannabe. Yeah. (laughs) It's changing already. Uh, The days leading up to the trip, I was starting to see a change in him. Not really texting me back, just kind of pulling away. So naturally, I was freaking out, but I just talked it up to him being busy. To sum it up, our natural trip, in a few words... He got the shits. We barely left the hotel room. And for no reason, I was hoping, considering we barely touched each other due to the shitting problem. The night before we left to go home, my guy is miraculously better. And we spend the 
Sorry, my eyeballs. Uh, We spend the last night out drinking. This man has the audacity to tell me he loves me and he wants to make a long distance work. And instead of taking actions louder than words, I'm just a puddle at his dumb cowboy booted feet. Okay, wait. (laughs) Louder than words. I'm just a puddle at his dumb cowboy booted feet. Okay. Never heard that expression before, but... <laughs> I'm just a puddle at his feet. Uh, okay. okay. I like yeah. that. Yeah, okay. Uh, we have a notebook-worthy comment at the airport the next day where I'm sobbing all over the place, looking back at this semi-mortifying, but now, modifi- uh, now I'm over it. The next part is where it gets really messy. We get home. I text him to thank him for a good weekend and hope he made it home safe, blah, blah, blah. This man completely ghosts me. No. And I, to this day, have never heard from him again. Yep. Fell off the face of the earth and no. never answered one of my texts or phone calls ever again. No. Like I said, he is my best friend's cousin. So I do fortunately know that he didn't die in a plane crash, which really would have been the only acceptable explanation for the crazy behavior. But it definitely put me and my best friend, in, I mean, me and my friend in a weird spot. So I didn't ask much except to see if, you know, he was still living and breathing. As if it couldn't get any better, about two weeks later, my friend calls me and is like, so I have to tell you something. My cousin got married this weekend, and I just wanted you to hear it from me. Married? Like husband and freaking wife? To whom? (gasps) Apparently, he got back with his ex-girlfriend and married her two weeks after his trip to Nashville. You tell me. Were they broken up and I was a failed rebound or were they never broken up at all? I have never found out to this day. Oh, and he blocked his cousin, my friend, on Snapchat because his wife found out about me and she didn't want him seeing my friend's post with me in them. So needless to say, I dodged a bullet. Thank you, ladies, for all you do. Okay, love you. Bye. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, my God. He blocked his cousin because the new wife is so nutso and found out about her and doesn't want to see her face in the pictures. So she made him block his cousin. Wow. You definitely dodged a bullet. A hundred percent. It was going so nice. Like, that's too. Yeah. I was like, wait, this is worse. Dang, yeah, yeah. It sounds like a true love story. Yeah. I'm so confused. Yeah. <gasps> And then he got married. It was probably his plan. He was probably like, I want to break up with her so I can go fuck around. And then I'll like win her heart back. Do you think they, do you think they actually broke up? Or do you, like, do you think he cheated? Or do you think he broke up, went and had a last fling and then got back? I think broke up because the best friend said when he went back with his ex. So as a cousin, like, she knew they weren't together. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Unless he was fooling everyone and said, yeah, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not with her anymore. We broke up. And mm. she's like, uh, no, he didn't. Well, either way, you definitely dodged a bullet. 100%. <laughs> I, I, Just I, ghost? After saying, I love you, I want to do long distance, and sobbing at the airport like the notebook movie, and then he ghosts you? Oh. What a nutso. <gasps> oh, my God. That's crazy. Terrible. Wow. Good thing your best friend supports you, too. She's probably like, yeah, my cousin's a nutso for that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Worst first date. Hello, beautiful ladies. Perfect timing. I went on the worst date this past weekend, so I'm trying to put myself out there more and have gotten on Tinder. 
Normally, when I swipe, guys don't really take initiative, or it's only to hook up, which I get because it's Tinder, but this guy was different. Right away, he was trying to make plans to go on a date and even got my phone number right rather than Snapchat. Oh, my single friend was telling me about that. Like, don't message me on Snapchat. Like, just give me your number. Like, we don't need to message on Snapchat. Like, that's silly. Okay. So I think that's like a thing, like phone number, not Snapchat, where shit disappears. I hate Snapchat, though, so don't even ask me. Like, shit just disappears. Like, I don't get it. Wait, is that normally how it goes? Didn't people normally go from Tinder to Snapchat? I think so. Because it's like less personal. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But this person was like, "Mm -mm, let's just give me a number so we can text. Like, it's more serious, I feel like. That's like a serious song. I hate Snapchat. I just leave that shit so long ago. Okay. So I was like, okay, this could work and agreed to go on a date with him. The only problem that I knew about at this time was that the only date we both had available was Saturday. Okay. I hate going on first dates on Fridays or Saturdays because I think it makes me seem needy. And I want these men to know that I'm booked and busy and I'm not just waiting around for a boy. (laughs) But whatever. I agreed to go on a date on a Saturday. And then the day rolled around. I'm so excited because he seems confident, but as soon as I get in the car, he loses all confidence. He has no plan on what we are doing or where we are going, so we sit in the car for 20 minutes before we settle on sushi. That's the second red flag. I don't like sushi, and I told him that, but he said it was fine and that we could just get drinks there. So I said, okay. We get to the sushi restaurant, and he proceeded to order a drink for him and myself. I felt kind of weird that he just ordered me a drink, but he was from the South, so I thought maybe that's just how he was raised. At this place, we sit for an hour, just talking, which was great, except 90% of the conversation was him talking about himself and not asking me questions about myself. But I let it go, thinking it was just maybe nerves, and he proceeds to get two more drinks, brings a total to three drinks. Brings his total to three drinks, while I stay nursing my one drink. After we finish our drinks, he wants to go to another bar. I say yes, as the night is still young, and think maybe he'll be less nervous now that he's had a few drinks. So we go to a new bar, and again, he orders for me and gets himself a beer. We talk, and it continues to be 90% about him and 10% about me. Flash Flash forward, and we are going to leave this bar, and he suggests going to another bar. At this point, he is eight drinks in, and I am two drinks in and fed up with him. I don't know how to politely say no, and I want to go home, so I text my best friend to help me get out of the situation. Her plan was to call me and fake an emergency, so when she calls, I put her on speaker so he can hear the fake situation and, and tell her I'll come help right away. Then this man gets the audacity to say, it didn't sound like she was anywhere that would be an emergency situation. And I was like, well, that's what? I was like, what? That's rude, and if it's an emergency, it doesn't matter where she is, so I'm going to help. Then he responds by saying he will drive me to her. And I was like, no, 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 that's okay. I'll walk to go get her because one, this is a fake situation, so he can't come help, lol. (laughs) And two, he has eight drinks in. No way that I would get in a car with him. So finally, I gave him a side hug goodbye and say thanks for taking me out and speed walk away. Not even five minutes later, this man asks me to hang out again and says he had a really good time. I left him on red, lol. Moral of the story, never waste a Saturday night on a first date because it could be bad and sitting in bed watching TV is much better. Okay, love you. Bye. (laughs) That's hysterical. So funny. 
my god let me tell you something tell me how how do you how does he think eight drinks in that she's gonna get in the car with him like i wouldn't get in the car with somebody that's eight drinks in i'm sorry absolutely not like hello i i value my life i also would have told the bartender don't like, let him cut him home. off yeah, yeah like yeah oh i would have been like let him sit here for until you guys close <laughs> you know wow. what i mean and just give him water Jesus. and food also like you were supposed to go to dinner. I would have been like, bitch, I'm hungry. I want food, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, take me somewhere where I can eat something. And then he picks sushi when she said she don't like sushi. So many red flags. Jeez, yeah. I'm so glad you ghosted. That is a situation <laughs> that needed to be ghosted. Alyssa's so against ghosting, too. And she's like, no, I'm so glad you ghosted. <laughs> no, like, I, I'm, I'm not, though. I'm kind of on a line with ghosting. Like, in this situation, it's fine. I feel like sometimes it's necessary. Because, especially in this situation, you went on one date with the man red flags didn't like him there's no need for an explanation you don't owe him anything right and sometimes that that conversation just doesn't need to be had sometimes it just needs to be left you know how about the guy what that like i love you in the airport all that shit that see that's a fucked up ghost i think it depends on the situation when you're mm-hmm. deep with somebody you're on vacation with them like you don't just go someone that you owe them an explanation but like a first date and it sucks Gotcha. You don't have to fucking answer them. You know what I mean? I'm so glad I am not in the dating scene. <laughs> oh, I, I say that all the time. So glad. But it's so interesting, too. Like, I love sitting with my single friends and, like, swiping on their apps with them. <laughs> oh, wait, like, you do oh, that? Oh, it's like flush. a show we watched. I mean, what? the show we watched. Huh? <laughs> show. Like, the email we read yesterday was about, like, how the group of girls all get together and they swipe together. Yeah. That's awesome. It's actually, like, a thing. I love it. <laughs> I love it because I've never done that. You know what I mean? Right. I'm like, oh, let me see for you. And I'm like, what's he got on there? I'm like, let me see his pictures. Is he with friends? Like, what's his social? You know what I mean? Like, there's like categories on the dating apps and they put like what they like doing. If they if they drink socially, if they smoke socially. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. They put sometimes people put their religion on there. Wow. If they have a dog. And I like looking to see if my friends should swipe on them or not. Gotcha. And it's interesting to see that they're like, nope. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. That could have been a candidate. I nope. did it with one nope. of my friends. I'm like, what are you talking about? I said, yeah. you can't just judge. Like, like, you have to look into it. That could have yeah. been the man of your dreams. Read a little. Exactly. Can't just judge on looks right, right. away. Right. I mean, if they're really, really, really not your type and you're like, nope, can't even get past it, then sure. Right. But if you're like, you know, like, read a little. Yeah. Personality could change a lot of things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyways. Anyways so, yeah, it's fun. So I love that activity. <laughs> I'm like, I see them swiping. I'm like, wait, let me look. <laughs> I'm like a screen looker. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Marriage, relationship advice. Hi, guys. I'm writing into you today because I have some issues in my marriage and I need some actual advice rather than reading Reddits from other people's sim- similar situations. <laughs> it's only making things worse. Aww. Okay, so to start off, my husband and I have been together for nine years in June. We're a similar situation to Zane and Lissa. We were 14 when we started dating, and we recently got married in September. Well, 
I'm sure in most relationships where two people are together for a long time, you start to get comfortable and things just aren't as spontaneous. I know this is normal. The last few months, and even before we got married, I just feel like my husband isn't even interested in me anymore. Every day is the same routine. He loves to go out fishing and recently got a fishing boat, so he goes out a lot, so I don't see him much as we both have full-time jobs, as full-time jobs. When I do see him, when we are actually around each other, he's on his phone 90% of the time. I try to bring it up and talk to him about it, and I can go on and on about how many times I've talked to him about it, and it's always the same thing. Well, what do you want me to say? There's nothing to talk about. Oh. Now, I know you guys don't like to talk about everything, and that's, I know, I'm sorry, now, I know guys don't like to talk about everything, and that's fine, but I just feel like there's no interest in my life anymore. I also feel like he's in a bad and negative mood 90% of the time as well, and I'm so scared to even talk to him because he's always in a bad mood. He's just an overall negative person, and I've been trying over the past year to change my own mindset into a positive one, and I feel like I've done a good job. But it's hard sometimes being around that. He also never wants to have sex, and that hurts too. But that's a whole other thing, I guess. It's just all the red flags. I've read online about how maybe he's just not into me that anymore, and it sucks because we just got married. Neither, us, neither of us come from a family of divorce, and I don't want that. I've brought up therapy, but he turns it down and moves the conversation along. I'm just so hurt as I want to sit as I sit here and write this. I kind of hit a breaking point. I'm not sure how to proceed with this or even if he cares about working on us or fixing our relationship. We don't have any kids either, just FYI. Uh sorry if I left out any key de- key details. I feel all overwhelmed writing this. Thanks so much for reading this and for any advice you have. Hope you guys are doing well and I appreciate you both so much. Here's a few of our wedding pictures and honeymoon. We went to St. Lucia for 10 days. I'm so sad. This makes so me young. really sad. So young. Beautiful couple. Ugh. Oh, you guys are beautiful. This makes me really sad. It makes me sad because I think she knows. What's happening? And she's just like, ugh, I don't want this to be the reality. Because I want, I want, my initial thought is to immediately just tell you, sit down, have conversations with him, tell him you feel like roommates, tell him you know you want to keep the relationship, da da da. Sounds like you've done that many times and he just kind of deflects and like, is like, what do you mean? There's nothing to talk about. And he's just like a negative person overall. Um, so at the end of the day, it's like when you have that many conversations with somebody and they're such a negative Nancy and you're now getting down because of him, he doesn't want to go to therapy. He doesn't want to have sex. Sounds like he fell out of love and And he's just sticking in it because like you said, oh, I just don't want to get divorced. I think that's what you need to ask him. Did you fall out Did of love? Did you fall out of love? Do you even love me anymore? Like, yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's so hard and I feel so bad. Me too. But I also, it could also be that, listen, like you said, you guys have been together for a long time. Maybe he feels like even though you're married, you've been there 
done that for so many years before. You're together nine years. Maybe he just, maybe he's in his rut, right? And I don't know. I don't know. This is very sad. I feel really, really bad. You guys are in a roommate phase right now. Listen, I've been through there. I've been through that. It means you, you know? do it every few months. We're like, all right, re- reconvene, reconvene, right. let's reset, hit the and, reset button. But that's the difference. You and him acknowledge it. Like ever and I acknowledge it. it. He has to acknowledge it. Yeah. And I think by him not wanting to, or like you said, deflecting the conversations and stuff like that, makes me seem like he's not really into it. Mm-hmm. But that's I think, what, that's I the mean, vibes I get too. Yeah, I, I also, you, you got to wonder if there's somebody else since he's on his phone 90% of the time. So maybe somebody else is occupying his time. Maybe not necessarily cheating. Maybe he's just on, maybe he's having conversation that's making him feel good and, and, and plentiful and sort of like that. But I would have a conversation and say, listen, like, I know you've had a million, by the way, but I would say, like, is this worth fighting for? Do you love me? Have you fallen out of love with me? Like, let's be real. Like an end-all be-all conversation. Yes. Like, this is it. Like, it's not an ultimatum, but it's like... I need to know because I need to move on and be happy. Correct. Like, I'm... Fuck, what are you, 24, you said? Like, you need you you need to live your life. Mm-hmm. You you know, it sounds to me like you're living like a 90-year-old couple. And when I say that, then I, I see these 90-year-old couples that are like the cutest little things. And I'm like, I can't ever say that again. But you des- um, she deserves that. You deserve to absolutely. be 90 years old and having still having fun with your partner. Absolutely. And if you're only a few months away from just getting married, you definitely should not. I mean, absolutely a billion percent. You should be in your honeymoon stage right now. Like, for sure and the fact that you're not i mean you're not having sex he's not even home half the times and when he is home he's on his phone it just I... and just because your family doesn't have like a high divorce rate doesn't give you that's not an excuse to stay in a bad marriage so don't get that out of your head like don't think about what your family has done or what people would think you need to think about you and Put be very you selfish yeah. and think about what's going to make you happiest don't who cares about what other people are going to say because at the end of the day, you're stuck with yourself and you need to be happy. And it sounds like you're getting nothing from him. He's on his phone all the time. He's out fishing all the time. You both have full-time jobs. He doesn't want to have sex. He doesn't want to go to therapy. He doesn't want to have conversations about it. Mm-hmm. it. Sounds like to me, he's just not in this relationship anymore. And I think you deserve so much better. And I think you should end this before it gets to a point where... You're broken and you're now a negative person and you have to get on anxiety medication because of this man and change your whole life just to accommodate somebody that is not the right fit for you. I don't want you to fall into that hole of like, oh, let me change who I am. Let me adapt. Let me make sure. Let me be really, really nice and make sure he's in a really good mood today. Like you shouldn't have to be that Mm -hmm. way around your partner. You shouldn't have to be on edge. You said you're scared to talk to him about things that you should feel your partner should be the person that you can go to with every fucking secret under the sun. And that should be your rock. And the fact that you're even scared to just talk to him about things, I'm I'm worried for you. Like, I want you to feel safe and excited about your relationship and happy in your relationship. And I think a lot of the things you wrote in here, it sounds like you're going to go down a bad path of trying to change yourself for him. And I don't think you need to. I think you're perfectly fine exactly how you are. And I think that he is just not for you. Correct. In the nicest way possible. I'm sorry if this is not what you wanted to hear, but I think it's what you need to hear. Right. 
the worst thing to do is try to change yourself to appease other people because then you wind up like, who even are you? Like, who, like, who even am I? Like, what are, you know, yeah. And you don't want to do that. You're definitely too young. You don't have kids yet. Like, this is the time where, you know, if, if, yeah, exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm sorry. Like, I didn't believe in divorce either, but also at the same time, it's like you you deserve to be in a spot where you're loved and respected. And yeah. if you're not, then then divorce is an option, yeah. you know? And it's okay. Yeah. There's nothing to be ashamed of. No, because would you think of it? Would you would you be more proud to walk away from a divorce, hold your head up high, find potentially find the lo- the true love of your life later down the road? Or stay in a marriage because you don't want to get divorced and just lose who you are. Like it's you're going to be so like you're just going to walk around empty. Yeah, you know, and it's just terminating a piece of paper. Yeah, like you would have just broke up if your boyfriend or girlfriend, and now it's just a different title. You just have to get a divorce. Yeah, like I understand. Like you got married, you have all the pictures. Like it's going to be a big deal, but at the end of the day, like you're just going to be so much happier. You'll be so much happier. And I'm really sorry. Me too. I feel really bad. But you deserve somebody that's happy and excited to see you and wants to be intimate with you and wants to have conversations with you and isn't glued to their phone 90% of the time and isn't out doing fishing or whatever activity they like instead of wanting to spend quality time with you. Was he like that before? Like She said in the last few months before they got married it started. Oh. And they've been together for nine years. So to me, it sounds like that's not him. It's just him not into the relationship anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm sure around his buddies, when he goes fishing, he's fine. He's not a negative Nancy. You know? Which is hard to hear. I know, it's so (laughs) sad. It's so sad. I'm sorry. Yeah. But you want to be, you deserve better. Okay, advice, please and thanks. We're sticking on, like, the relationship and dating topic, it seems like, today. What's poppin', listen, Jerry? Happy fucking... Thursday. It says insert day here. Oh. (laughs) Thank you both for your podcast. Your comforting voices and stories have pulled me through so many days and continue to fill so many silences in my long-ass commutes. I'm gonna get carried away, so let's get into it. Thank you so much. (laughs) That's so sweet. It is. Uh, I'm 25, and for the most part, I'm pretty happily single. I just moved to the West Coast, and I'm enjoying exploring my new home and reconnecting with old friends, but I feel that it is time for me to at least try dating. I'm wondering what advice you can give for putting yourself out there and building body confidence. I've tried app dating in the past, but it just feels ingenuine and that somebody's just judging me by my skin tone and making assumptions. I've always struggled with body image, even saying to myself that I'll date when I lose more weight or look a certain way. It's a toxic way of thinking, and I've realized that it'll probably be I'll probably be single forever with that mindset. So fuck perfection. I've been working on being kinder to myself and just overall a better version of myself. That said, it's not an easy switch to just start loving what you see in the mirror. My other mental block is that I come from a pretty conservative family. My parents had an arranged marriage, as did their parents and their parents' parents. No one has ever dated anyone, so I'd be the first. Not that there's any rule book for anyone on dating, but I just totally feel lost on where to begin. I'll take whatever advice you can lend. Lots of love, Anonymous. Okay, Anonymous. 
Hmm. I just say go do it. Like do my biggest thing always is what are your likes and interests and go there. Mm. Right. So if you love bowling, go to a bowling thing, join a bowling league, see if there's single bowling nights, do stuff like that. Don't go to a place where you're just looking to pick up a guy. If you're not into a bar scene, don't go to a bar. You know, like I know that's what like the the cliche way of meeting somebody is going yeah. to a bar. But it's like if that's not your scene, don't do that. Um, but I would say like, just put yourself out there and you know what? I would do the app thing again because you seem like you're trying to change your mindset. You're like, fuck perfection. That's the first step, right? Knowing that you are, have a toxic way of thinking. Right. Like, and she's like, I know it's bad. Right. First but you step. know that. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, I think putting yourself out there and listen, I mean, we were just talking about, I don't know if it was, was it on air or off air? <laughs> I don't even know. When we were talking about like, oh, oh no, it was on. When we were talking about like how you swipe with your friends and they're like yes. ready, so quick to swipe. And it's like, wait, 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 read yeah. about them. Yeah. So it's like guys do that too. Guys can just look at a person and go, oh, not my type. Or maybe they'll take a little time to read. Yeah. You know, so if you're if you're not feeling confident in your body, first of all, nobody's perfect. There's no such thing as perfection. But, um. I would put myself out there and I would put be true to what your interests are and be true to who you are and what you are. And there's going to be somebody. And if it takes a little longer, that's okay because you don't need it right now, you know? And I think by allowing yourself to be vulnerable on a site is the best way to be. Like, you know, it's just putting yourself out there. You know, put yourself, not just a picture, you know, like put pour your heart into that and just see how that goes i think it's i think it's a smart way and also maybe a a better app like more of a dating app rather than like tinder is like statistically i guess or whatever a hookup app so maybe look for uh an app that's more for truly dating and that it seems like you know more genuine you know instead of just surface level like a deeper sort of connection you know, but I don't know what apps that might that are out there that might be a little more on a deeper uh, level. I've than... heard Hinge is a good one. Okay, Hinge, Bumble. There's a bunch. Okay, so yeah, yeah I would just put myself out there. Um, I have a few things on this. Okay, number one, you did you did say you know it's a toxic way of thinking, but I just want to reiterate. When I lose more weight, when I look like this in a month, when it's summer, when this, when that, you're always going to reach that point and then you're going to have another one. So just fucking do it. You're always going to have more wins. It's not when you get there, you're going to be the best person ever and so happy and nothing's going to go wrong. There's always going to be something. So don't think about the when I do this. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is there's somebody else, actually a lot of people on those apps that feel the exact same way as you. Like, oh, I'm not going to find someone. Da, 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 da. So, like, you're not the only one. Like, you'll find somebody that... There's so many people. There's so many people on dating apps. So, like, you're going to find somebody that you connect with. It's mm-hmm. going to take time. Mm-hmm. But, like, you're going to find somebody eventually, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, there was something else that I wanted to say. Um... Yeah, I think I think what Jerry said, as long as you just put yourself out there, put who you are on the app and like the right one will come along. Mm-hmm. And that's the great thing about the apps. If like if that person doesn't like like what they see on your thing, they're just going to swipe left whatever way mm-hmm. and 
they and then that's not the person for you and, that's and you fine. don't even you don't even know right so it's not like do you get like a daily count of 25 people swipe this way and 35 people swipe that way like you, do you know so that? from my understanding what happens is if you both say swipe right on each other then you're like oh that person then the app will be like oh that person swiped right on you too you're a match Oh, okay. Yeah, so but you, you don't know how many people swipe right. Left. So that you sh- you're not going to know if people are swiping or not swiping unless you both swipe it on each other. So don't I, w- I wouldn't even I would put myself all out there like on every damn fucking one. There's somebody for everybody. Absolutely. Can I just say one thing when you were saying like about the whens mm-hmm. like when I get there? Um, take it from me because this was a very huge realization, and I think I've mentioned it on here, but I'm going to mention it again because maybe this will resonate with you. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the many times that I've dieted, I lost a lot of weight. I hit my goal weight and I went shopping for my, for pants. I wanted capris for my boy's birthday party. And I walked into Lane Bryant and I was looking through the rack and a lady said, what size? And I said, I'm not sure. And she goes, you're buying a gift for somebody and you're not sure of the size. And I said, no, 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 for me. And she said, why aren't you down in Express? Like, I'll never forget it because Lane I realized. Lane Bryant is a plus size store? Yes. Okay. Lane Bryant's a plus size store. And I looked to her and I'm like. You're like, huh? You're not, uh, you know. Yeah. So the point is, is it is all a mindset. It's because so I still looked in that mirror and saw an obese person Body who dysmorphia. needed to go into Lane Bryant to mm-hmm. buy. So even when you're saying like your mindset, it's going to take you time. You don't see in the mirror right away. You never will if your mindset is stuck there. So try changing your mindset and affirmations and what you are as a person, not right. what you look like. Right. Because I, that was the biggest wake up call for me. And mm-hmm. I'm like, shit, like I never really wanted to truly diet again until I got my mind straight because I'm like, what the hell? Like I did all of that and still saw myself in that same way. That's called body dysmorphia. Yeah. It's yeah. so messed up. You look in the mirror and you're like, don't even know what you're looking at. Right. You like see it as a totally different thing. And now I look back at pictures and I'm like, wow, that was me. But you, that was your when. Right. When I get there right. and you were still in that mindset. And I was there. It and, doesn't matter. Right. And you were still having shit days and, you know, life went on. Right. And it didn't make you this like perfect person. Right. Right. So... Absolutely. What Alyssa said, what I just told you, listen to that. Let that absorb for a second because it isn't going to change if you lose five more pounds. It's not going to change if you dye your hair. Definitely just put yourself out there. Be vulnerable. And you know what? Just just do it. Just do it. Live for now. Absolutely. Don't live for the future you. Live for you now. Absolutely. I mean, also think about future you, but live for you now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, I need advice ASAP. Okay. Hello, ladies. I've been listening from the very beginning, and you guys truly are great. I need your help. Thank you, by the way. I don't know what to do about my relationship. I'm 20, almost 21, and have been with my boyfriend for two years. This is the only relationship I've been in, and basically my first everything. He's really all I have. Lately, we've been able... 
We haven't, sorry, lately, we haven't been able to see each other as often because of our schedules just haven't worked out. He works during the day and I work at night. I was out of town for a few days and when I got back, we were planning on spending the next day together. Keep in mind, we rarely get to spend a whole day together, so I was really looking forward to this. The night before we're supposed to see each other, I got back into town about 10.30. He then decides to tell me he's going golfing the day that that during the day during the day tomorrow and that i could see him at night this upset me because i thought we'd have the whole day together and he told me it was so and he told me so last minute i brushed it off and just went with it the next day comes and i asked him what time he would be coming over we don't live far sorry we don't live together and i had been going to his house every time we hung out for the past two months due to some uh family stuff going on with him I didn't mind doing that, but now it was resolved, so I assumed he would start coming here more. Come to find out, he was drinking while golfing and just assumed that I would come to him. I got upset because he didn't even consider to talk to me about it. He didn't ask if he was going if he was going to hang out, if it was okay to hang out in the evening or ask if I would come out there. As I said, I had just gotten back into town the night before, so I was tired from driving and just wanted to be at home. I told him how I felt because that's what you do in a relationship. He then got really angry and dismissed everything I was saying. All I was trying to do was tell him why I was upset, and it turned into him yelling at me and didn't know if he wanted to be with me anymore. He then decided to bring my cat into the conversation. (laughs) Background about my cat. I got a cat a month before we started dating, so it's been almost two years since I got him. My boyfriend is allergic to cats and doesn't really seem to like them as well. He told me that he's going to break up with me right now if I don't get rid of the cat when we decide to move in together. He knows I have a really big connection with my cat. He's the first pet, and I love him so much. I knew this was going to be something we'd have to figure out when we decided to move in together, but that's not going to be for another three to five years. So I assumed we would figure it out how the cat and him could both live in the same house when the time came. I really, fer- I really, I feel really hurt by the fact that he almost broke up with me because I expressed how something he did upset me and the fact that I have a cat. It was completely out of nowhere, and the things he said to me were just not okay. I love him so much, and like I said previous- previously, I don't really have anyone close in my life like he is to me. So I don't want this relationship to end. I just don't know what to do. He told me he was just telling the truth and that it's my own problem. If it upsets me, I don't know what to do anymore. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Sorry it was so long. I've attached a picture of my cat to lighten the mood. Thank you. He sounds... Oh my God, it looks like Jax. Oh, it's so cute. Oh, it does. He sounds really fun at parties. Like he'd be so fun. <laughs> You're kidding, right? That's totally sarcastic. I'm like, what the fuck? Did she just hear it? Did I read that really wrong? <laughs> you never heard that saying? No. When somebody's like a negative person or just comments something on your shit that's just like so dumb, you're just like, you'd be really fun at parties. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you'd be so much fun. <laughs> run, girl, oh, yeah. run. I'm sorry, girl, but uh, I don't think that you should want to make this relationship work. He sounds very immature. It's he's not communicating with you. Red flags, red flags, red flags. You're not living together yet. You've been dating for almost two years. 
<laughs> he said he would break up with you if you didn't get rid of your cat. Like, are we 15? Maybe he's allergic or he just doesn't like cats? Both. <laughs> this is too much. Th- th- this is too much. I hope when you're hearing us read it, and I'm sorry I did a little butchering, but um, I hope as you heard us read it and our reactions don't be offended but i hope it made you realize how silly it sounds like you would try to fight for something and fight for somebody that is like i said what i had to say and if you don't like it that's on you i mean how disrespectful is that (laughs) i I just told you the truth i mean whatever (laughs) that's that's on you if you get upset by it like oh my god like i'm sorry you're supposed to be my my (laughs) <laughs> my other half do you not give a shit how i feel i don't like people like that like oh i'm just being honest i, it, it, I mean it yes. might hurt we appreciate honesty, honesty but, but jesus not so bluntly <laughs> like be nice there's a way to say nice and i have a feeling that she hit a lot of things from this email she said the things that he said to me were just not okay and that to me sounds like there's other things that you did not include in this email that we would even be more so like no 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 right. no yeah. Um, yeah, I just think that sentence of, I was just telling the truth, it's it's your problem if it upsets you, oh. is just like not, it's not a nice person. It's not nice. No. And you guys had plans to hang out together, and he was out all day, and didn't even like and drank. conversate with you. And yeah. drank, and, and like didn't make plans, like my house, your house, like no. No, 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 no. Definitely not Okay. I feel really bad. <laughs> I always feel bad for shitty relationships. Yeah, I feel bad when we're like, oh, you should leave. That's hard. But at the end of the day, we just think that you deserve better. So. Mm-hmm. And you're so young. You're literally 20. Yeah, 20 turning yeah. 21. Yeah, let's um live your life with somebody who's better for you. You'll be much happier. Somebody that can communicate and actually cares to see you. And we've read, I mean, think as you're listening to us say this and you're like, that's not what I wanted to hear because she literally said that's not she what she wants, wants to, to hear. <laughs> um, just remember how many times we've read love stories that say, I thought I was with the love of my life and then it fell apart and yeah. then I really met the love of my life. Yeah. Like you have to remember that you sh- you shouldn't settle, you know, like especially over things like this. I mean, just that, that last line is is – just gonna keep hitting like you know, i like what sit- happens when you get married and have kids or whatever like, yeah how's he gonna act then uh, how's like he gonna act to thing. the children you is, know like yeah. is he gonna be like rude and like an asshole to kids you know yeah. like that's just not okay yeah. and I, I really hope you're listening to this and, mm-hmm. and you understand that you're worth more mm-hmm. you know and somebody that when you bring up something that upsets you he doesn't get super angry and like diminish your feelings and make you feel like shit mm-hmm. like you want somebody that's understanding and hears you out he is not that. Damn. Ciao, Sayonara. Good luck. Yeah. Okay. Uh, relationship advice. Hi, ladies. I've written in before about my fiance and his addiction issues, and something came up that I just really need to get off my chest. Let me start by saying we broke up over a year ago, and it got bad. He caught another DUI charge and another and had an, a physical issue with me and my mom and our two boys involving a gun. Ugh. I got he, sorry, he got arrested that day. 
But thankfully, he has been sober from alcohol for nearly a year now, and I couldn't be more proud of him. We got back together, and things are a lot better now that he's not drinking. I'm no longer scared of him, and I know that he's truly apologetic for what happened, solely because if he wasn't, he would have continued drinking. We've overall been together for almost seven years, and I've dealt with alcohol issues, cocaine, heroin, and now the main issue at hand right now is Xanax. He has prescribed it, but lately I just cannot shake this overwhelmingly bad feeling about it. He got his prescription of 30 about a week ago, and he's already down to 10. I've talked to him multiple times about how I feel about it, that I just see it becoming an issue, and that I don't want it to, and that I'm very scared for it happening, but he always says it's nothing I need to worry about, and it's not going to become an issue, aka an addiction. But clearly, it already has. I've tried to talk to his mom, but she just runs and tells him whatever I say. And unfortunately, when he does run out for the month, she just gives him more. If he followed his prescription, he wouldn't run out. Now, I'm not going to sit here and claim that I'm an expert when it comes to Xanax, but I don't think that an ex-heroin addict should ever take this drug. Yes, I completely understand that he has anxiety, but he sleeps literally all day. If he goes to work in the morning and gets home by 2, he's asleep by 3, and will sleep off and on until the next morning. It's insane. We have two kids that are 5 and 3, so I basically do everything by myself, and I'm at my breaking point with it. If I say anything about him napping, he gets mad and thinks I'm being a bitch. If, it's a just, if it was just an hour or two nap, no big deal, but it's every single day for multiple hours, if not the whole night. I'm sorry this is long, I'm just lost and confused, and I just want to help him, but unfortunately, he's just not at rock bottom with it yet. I don't like Xanax, and haven't, ever since he started getting the prescription, I've always had a bad feeling about it. I just don't know what to do anymore. And I've been keeping a big secret from his family, that I need to get out. Within the first couple of months that we got back together, he relapsed on pills. There was a time I woke up, and he was asleep in the garage, and I honest to God, could not wake him up. Our kids were jumping on him, moving him, etc., and he just wouldn't wake up. It took me a week to get him to finally admit that he was using again, but I already knew. He got back on his opioid blockers and hasn't relapsed since, but I feel so bad keeping the secret in. I just need to tell someone. I just needed to tell someone. I love you both, and your podcast is something I look forward to every week. Here's a picture of my babies. I think you know what we're gonna say. You won't, you do know what we're gonna say. <clears throat> the very first line or so when you said he caught another DUI, had a physical issue with me, my mom, and our two boys involving a gun, he got arrested. Your very next line. But thankfully he's sober and I couldn't be more proud of him and we got back together. I am sorry. But I would never, ever forgive. And I know it's a disease, and I know people act differently when they're on it. But if there was an issue involving a gun with me, my mother, and my two children, that is not forgivable. Not forgivable. Like, I just, I would never, under any circumstances, put myself, my mother, or my kids 
in a potentially dangerous situation ever again. And I think you know it. You said he relapsed. He's doing well now, but you, I mean, he's not doing well now. <laughs> I mean, he's obviously, addicted to Xanax. he's addicted to Xanax. So it's just a different addiction, but he's addicted. And if you have two kids and you do everything because he goes to work, comes home and then sleeps the entire day until it's time to go to work again. What is the point? Where is the relationship? And the fact that your kids were jumping up and down on their dad, trying to wake him up. Ugh. Thank God he woke up. I mean, what if he wouldn't? Think of what your kids. Oh, that's what I'm saying. You got to think about your kids, mama. You have to think about your kids. You can't. You got put your heart aside, what you feel for him. Put it aside because you got to think about your kids. You got to think about the danger he put your kids in with that gun. You got to think about the potential if he did die that day in the garage ODing on whatever. That your kids for the rest of their lives would have witnessed their dad dying. You know what I'm saying? Like think think of them first. This is a time where like I know we say you got to be selfish sometimes, but this is a time where you you chose to have kids. You have to put them first. I'm sorry. Like Well, you also should be selfish and leave for you too. Yeah, but she's she loves him. It's not She's... working for her, right? So then think of your kids. But I'm saying, like, it's also a harm for her. Oh, absolutely. You also should not be with him. Absolutely. And you know what? I mean, if you're if you're legally married, can't you sign him into a rehab place? Like, I, I know, like, over here, there's a situation with a friend and her man. Because they're not legally married, she can't sign him in. But, you know, you love him. You want the best for him. Then... then you know what? Call him out on his shit. Let his family know what he's doing. I mean, it doesn't seem like they really... The mom's enabling, giving him more Xanax. Right. right. Also, as a wife, knowing your husband has an addiction... Hide the pills. Pills should be in a safe, and you should give him the dose he needs. Yeah. And also, you should For be going kids. to the doctor's office and saying, listen, my husband should not be on Xanax. I need other options, because he's an addict, and he's already addicted. Mm-hmm. He's down 20 pills in a week. I, I worry uh, for you yeah, and for I your kids. I know it's hard, but this is a safety issue. And I don't think that this should be continued in any way, shape, or form. I agree. Because think about, I know you have two boys. Think about if you had a daughter. Or even if your boys had a husband like this. Would you accept this behavior? Would you say, yes, you should still be in that relationship, son or daughter, if they had a partner like this? Would you say that? You wouldn't. You'd be like, no, child, you deserve better. Exactly. So think about the example that you're, because they're watching. Your kids are five and three. They're soaking it up. You might not think so, but they are. That's the Think about the relationship example that you're setting for your children right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. You want to show the example of what you want your children to have. You want to be a goal for your children of this is a healthy, good relationship that you should be aiming for. And, you know, I mean, maybe you'll want to cut this out, but all I kept as we're reading this, as we got back down, look up, getting emotional. All I kept thinking about was that YouTuber whose kids saw the father hanging in the garage. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I don't know if the kids. She found him. I don't know. If oh, the kids I thought saw the kids it. were witness to it. I'm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure on that. But yeah, you don't want that for your yeah. kids. Like, think, yeah. 
think of being five if you would have found your do- your father dead on the floor. Mm-hmm. If you were trying to wake him up and wake him up and he wouldn't wake up, mm-hmm. you know? Like, think of yeah. how that would stick with you. Yeah. You need to set boundaries for your children. I feel really, like, really bad. Zane and I always say, like, when we have kids, like, our marriage is going to come first. Because if we're in a healthy marriage, we can give our kids a healthy life and set a good example. And, like, we need to be in a good spot so that we can give our kids a good life and a healthy life because if we're not good then what is that showing our children then we're just going to parent in an unhealthy way mm-hmm. your marriage needs to come first and make sure that you're setting a good example and you're in a you're giving your children a healthy household and it doesn't sound like you're doing that at all yeah i would i would leave that i would get a restraining order and get him help you know, and then yeah. visit, um, what is it um, called? Supervised visitation. Like, I'm not saying cut him out of the kid's life and stuff like that. But until he's sober and healthy, I wouldn't let him around my kids. Mm-mm. And then. And you just have a conversation with his mother. To stop enabling him. Hello. And tell her I found what him happened. In, yeah, I found him unresponsive. Your grandchildren were jumping on his chest. And if she doesn't see that as an issue, then she's just as bad. Mm-hmm. She's going back to him and, and you're trying to vent to her as a mother-in-law. And she's going back to him telling, just saying, look what she said. Instead of taking what you're saying and hearing you. She's not hearing you. So she's like, oh, you're talking shit about my son. I'm going to go tell him. And it's like, your son has a problem. And I'm trying to reach out to you for help and advice and, and have you help me. I need your help. It's horrible. And you're not being a good mom so horrible i'm I'm very sorry and i really really hope that you take anything that we say um and get maybe professional help and Mm -hmm. get him help and yeah protect those babies yeah look bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay, relationship slash 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 uh, mental health advice. Hello, ladies. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Okay, let's get into it. Sorry, she has a wiener dog. Oh my god, you got me so nervous. It's so cute. <laughs> Corgis and wiener dogs get me. The little it's legs. It's the little legs for Alyssa. Oh! It's the little legs for Alyssa. It's the little, it's the little legs. The little for legs. Me. Okay, uh, I've been struggling the last few years with mental health. A mental health. I always feel depressed, and I never want to do anything. And when I do find interest in something, I do it for a couple of weeks, and then I get bored of it. When I was younger, I never used to have that problem. I had a hobby I was committed to for years. Now, I don't have that motivation. I don't want to start that up again because I'm not interested in it anymore. I feel like this also has trickled into my relationship. I've been with my boyfriend for five and a half years. He is very understanding of how I feel and what I go through, but I feel like I'm pushing him away because he hasn't been giving me, he hasn't been giving me like he used to. We talked a few weeks ago. Um, 
about it and he agreed that he hasn't been giving his all, which I understand because he's he started his own company a couple of years ago, which has put us in a tight position money-wise. I fully support his decision because I want him to be successful, but it's stressful. He um, does deals with his he does deal with his own depression and PTSD from things in the past. I'm just worried that I'm not giving enough time for things to change or I'm not seeking enough help for myself. I'm tired of feeling like this and I want to change, but it's too hard for me to keep motivation. I don't want my relationship to end because we didn't try. What do I do, ladies? This man is the love of my life and I see spending the rest of my life with him. It all seems to come to the one thing I can't get over, my depression. Sorry if this is all over the place. I wanted to give you guys as much as I could. Thank you for your time. And here's a picture of us and our sweet baby boys. <sighs> I only have one piece of advice for this. Therapy. Therapy and professional help. They're a beautiful couple. Because you obviously are suffering with depression and mental health issues. Don't be scared of getting on a medication that can help you because even you don't have to be on the medication for the rest of your life. But even if you get on something that just makes you see a way of thinking in a different light, you can almost train your brain to be like, oh, like when you're on that medication to, to, you know, help your depression, you can be like, oh, I feel a lot better. Like maybe I can start implementing this way of thinking and this way of thinking. And I don't have to be on this medication for the rest of my life. And I see now what other people feel and I can start to try to, you know, train my brain to feel this way, not on the medication. It almost can open like that light for you, like even medication for anxiety. It's like, oh, OK, like I see how like I can, you know, be calmer and like I see how I can operate in a different way. And this this can lead to something good, you know, where maybe one day I can slowly wean off my medication. I don't have to be on it for the rest of my life. But I think you need to see that different light and that different perspective and way of thinking and way of seeing things mm -hmm. and and not looking at things that, you know, in a negative way that, you know, just make your depression worse. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with getting on some sort of treatment that can help you feel better and maybe, you know, I just think it could be good for you in the long run if you're really like clinically depressed. You need like that's like a wiring in your brain. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. therapy and medication to like, you know, help get you back on track because obviously if everybody could just be happy, they would. But like when you're clinically depressed, it's like it's like, a, yeah, it's like just like a wiring in your brain. That's like you can't operate that way. So you need a little something to help fix you. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Not fix you, but like, you know. Not that you're broken, but, you know, right. get you to a more positive place. Okay. Um, Jerry's going to be a little vulnerable right now and let you know that I have finally, finally been talking to a therapist. And um, leaps and bounds. Leaps and bounds. And it's only been a few sessions. <clears throat> and simple things have already made such a difference. Oh, I see so yeah, it makes such a different – I have such a different perspective on a lot of things just from talking to somebody by being vulnerable. I mean, I told her from the second I got on the phone, I'm like, listen. I, I do it over the phone, by the way. Better uh, help. Better help. You guys know we love better um, help. I, I'm, I told her. I said I'm very emotional. I cry all the time, so I'm sure most of my <laughs> sessions will be crying. 
And um, they're actually not. And I'm so focused and keen on what she's hearing because it just makes so much sense. And it makes me feel like I'm not fucked up. Like You're not I, alone. I, I, You're not like, alone. Yeah. And, and that it's okay. And yeah. that there's reasons. There's a reason. There may be an underlying reason. Like one of the things that she tells me, and I don't know what your story is, but this is something that resonated with me. The One of the very first things she told me, my very first session was, I told her that my back injury set me back. It just changed who I am. I hate that it happened. I um, used to be very physical, like I could do anything. And, you know, I just feel like this injury has caused me to have no purpose, to feel like I have no purpose in life. It made me feel like I'm pathetic. I feel like I always like, woe is me, pity party. And she told me that you have to mourn. You have to grieve and mourn and acknowledge that the person that Jerry was is no more. And once I started viewing it that way, and then like she would tell me like, you know, this is all you ever knew and now it's gone. It made so much sense. And she said, if you don't allow yourself to go through the stages of whatever it is that you need to, like the death of my mother or whatever, it was like my mother died two days later. I found out I was pregnant with Zane. So I never really truly even grieved the loss of my mom because now I'm going through a pregnancy with my son, you know? So there's so many things that just talking to somebody who doesn't know you can really make you go, oh, I get it. And then she's been giving me tools. She, she, It's wonderful. And her name is Carol, and she's in Texas, and I highly recommend if anybody wants to go to her, I'll give you her name. She has really done so much for me in just a few sessions and I've always wanted to go to therapy and it was just like oh I don't have great insurance and I couldn't find one and it was so expensive out of pocket and like this has made it that something that I can do and I suggest like wholeheartedly just trying it and and being vulnerable and opening up and telling it like it is like don't be ashamed or like let your feelings out there and, you know, you'll see. I'm like emotional hearing you talk about this because this is what I've wanted for you for so long. And I've wanted it for myself, No, too, I know. But... I'm just so happy that it kind of finally yes. came into fruition. So like, am I. I. Like, hearing all the things you're saying, I'm like, yes. Like, yes. Like, yes. they can say just one sentence that and it can changes. change your whole perspective and way of thinking in such a positive way. And, like... Like you said, like just talking to somebody, but also knowing that they're like a professional. Mm -hmm. Like I'm saying something to this person and they're going to take it and analyze it and like help fix me. Right. Like that's such a comforting feeling. I Again, mean, I don't like using the word fix me. Sorry that I'm saying it that way, but you know what I mean. Right. She literally told me yesterday that she is going to sort of reprogram my way of thinking because I really have this way of thinking like I'm not worthy or deserving. And a prime example is yesterday I had a meeting with her and every other meeting exactly the minute that it's supposed to start, my phone rings and it's her. Mm -hmm. And yesterday it was like nine minutes late. And I texted Aaliyah because she was in her room and I was letting her know that it started. And I'm like, I think I'm being stood up. Like that was my take on not it. Not like, oh, she's probably just running late in another session. 
or there's bad weather because we're yeah. doing this. So, but I took it personal and I told her that. You I did? said, I want to be honest. I just texted my daughter. My exact words are, I think I'm being stood up. Uh-huh. And she literally said, we have to work on changing your mindset because it's been my whole life. My whole life I've been told one thing, let down. So now I just assume and I take everything personal. Yeah. So she has to, she's going to work. And she said she has tricks and tips and she has these three questions I'm supposed to ask when I'm feeling that way. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I'm sorry I took you so much away from the, the no, email no, person. I think a lot but of people should hear this. I think... Um, I definitely think going to therapy is a good place to start. And even, I mean, if you're not diagnosed clinically um, depressed and that you need to be put on a medicine, I am telling you leaps and bounds I've made in just these few sessions, you know? And listen, she told me yesterday, she's, I was like, oh my God, I feel great. Like we could be done. And she's like, no, we're not. We're not even close. (laughs) And she goes, and she goes, at almost 50 years old, you've been this way for 50 years. She goes, don't expect to change. And it's going to be a lot of hard work. You're going to leave the reminders. You're going to have, she goes, all the questions, the little tidbits. She goes, I want you to put them on your phone so you could see them. So you could really work through it. And and she goes, and you'll eventually, it'll become a habit. And it'll become second nature. And then you'll just slowly by slowly, that mindset will change. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow. You know, and I don't need to be. And listen, I was pretty fucked up. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you know, so it's like already in just like three, four sessions. Yeah. And you're like seeing your mindset slowly oh, start to change. Absolutely. Think about where you're going to be in a year. Ex- exactly. And like the point is, is that she validates. And I think a lot of times like I'm like, oh, pity party. Woe is me. My back. Yeah, I shouldn't blah. be feeling this way. She validates, yeah. you know, like you have every right to feel that way. This is why you feel that way. Accept it, mm-hmm. mourn it, and then move on. And it was like, ah, oh, uh-huh. I get it, uh-huh. you know. And, you know, listen, I still hate that I hurt my back. And I still hate that I'm not going to be the person I was. But, you know. But it's accepting the things that you can't change. Right. Right. You yeah. can be mad about it, but now we need to move program on from you it. of how yep. to mourn that person and because there's nothing you can do about it. Listen, I just said the word that she said, society. It's like a societal bad thing to do is everybody always like, okay, now you got to move on. Yeah. She said that's like the worst thing. She goes, don't move on when you don't need to move on. Don't move on because everybody wants you to move on. But I just said it myself. Now it's time for me to move on. But uh, Well, you're, you're healing it. You're yeah, healing yeah, yeah. it in therapy. Right. But You're not just moving on from it. You're healing right. it. Take the time and I, okay, so to you, again, wholeheartedly, 100%, I would try therapy and go from there. I I think once, because I do suffer, I think once you go down that rabbit hole, it's over. It's, it's, it's game over. It's just a cycle. I mean, I haven't even been going for my walks because I've been so, I, I'm, I'm vulnerable to Alyssa. I told her I've been suffering. Mm-hmm. But- Jerry, who loves going out and walking, haven't even had the motivation to get my ass out to go. Well, plus I don't have the pass yet. <laughs> and I'm not about to spend $10 per time. But um, I um, I haven't even got the motivation to go there. However, I know if I got there, went for my walk, I'd feel 100% better. Mm-hmm. So t- sometimes when you feel like I can't even do this, push yourself to do it and you'll feel better. Mm-hmm. So that's my other thing. Like, I know you don't want to, but try to do it and you'll feel better. So that's my two things. I think you should start therapy and I think you should push, even though you don't want to, 
and you don't have to do it every day, but push through something that you think you want to do, but then you don't have the motivation, get up, do that load of laundry or get up, wash that dish or go for that walk or pay that bill that you've been putting off, whatever it may be, just do something to go, huh, mm-hmm. I did that today, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I'm telling you, you'll feel better. I saw a TikTok from a friend and she's a mom and she has twins on TikTok. You guys probably know her. And um, the big babies. <laughs> you guys remember those? They were viral. The big babies. Yeah, she's a sweetie. Um, she put up a TikTok. Somebody said something along the lines. She said like, oh, like she put up a TikTok like mom's like, this is your sign to like get yourself feeling pretty today. Like you deserve it. You know, something like that. And somebody was like, I think they said something along the lines of like, go be a mom. Like da 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 da. And she put a response and like, this is my out. This is the only hour I get to myself, and it makes me feel good for the day. So like, the all the other times of the day, I'm, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm sure her babies are right there playing with her her brushes while she's doing her makeup. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But she's like, this this is my hour to myself. Like I need this because it helps me feel better. I'm more productive. I'm just a better person. So like you said, take that walk, put on that makeup, curl your hair, like do what makes you feel good. Because at the end of the day, you're just going to have such a better day. Mm-hmm. You know? I agree. Fucking go be a mom. You're always let a mom. Me, let me, now I have to look. Just to, You're always a mom. Uh, yeah. Like, hold on. Let me see exactly what it said so that I can um, not say this wrong. They said... Okay, so she put up the one, Mama, this is your sign to get ready for your, get yourself ready today for absolutely no reason because you deserve it, right? Because moms usually are like with their hair up in a bun, like, you know, Mm -hmm. taking care of their kid. And somebody said, yeah, but all you do every day is get ready to make a TikTok. Why not look natural like a real mom? You overdo it. (laughs) Like, first of all, a real mom? Real moms come in all different shapes, sizes, whatever. Like, some like to do their makeup, some don't. Like... You know what I mean? Like, there's no real, real mom. mom. And she said, that hour that I take to get ready is the one thing that I do for myself every day. Wow. Like, is she not allowed? Well, not that one makes hour her not a real day. mom. <laughs> it could be when the kids are still sleeping. Like you said, it's their playtime. They're taking matter. a nap. Yeah. They're, whatever. They're, oh, yeah, God, and some, the comments are like, like a regular mom? Getting dressed and wearing makeup does not define how much of a mother a person is. It's so true. I mean, there's moms that stay home and in their pajamas and a bun on their head. There's some moms that get dressed and they're executives of Fortune 500 companies. You know them, what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like there's no... Uh, uh, uh. A real mom? <laughs> oh. Yeah. And then somebody was like, do people not realize that when we take time to get ready to look good for ourselves, we feel good about ourselves? Exactly it. Yeah, and she said, right? Like, I'm a better mom because I do this for myself every day. That's what it is. You got to do what is going to make you feel better. So be it get up and do your makeup and do your hair. Go for a walk. I feel better when I do that. Exactly. Man, screw people. Screw people. Screw people. Well, thank you for listening today, guys. That was fun. That was interesting. Tim is a rough one, I feel. Yeah, it was a lot. lot Yeah. It was a lot to take in. So sorry if it was too much for you guys. But I think overall a good a good. A good message. Yes. Of what people deserve, trying to get themselves together, you know, like fix your mental health, put yourself first, do better for the people around you. I think it's all good lessons. Absolutely. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to support this podcast, it is $2.99 a month. There's a link down below. You get no ads and you can listen to our episodes early. 
So go check that out. And if you could rate us five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, that would mean the absolute world to us. Help us get there on those charts. And um, hope you have a great weekend. We will talk to you guys on Monday. Get ready for the next episode. Aaliyah is coming on. I'm checking out. (laughs) Okay. Love you. Okay. Love you. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 